Hi and welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks Summer Edition, brought to you by Cure Media. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm. And I'm Sana Udmark. And today's episode is something out of the ordinary. With summer and vacations just around the corner, we decided to check the temperature on four really hot brands in the fashion and beauty industry. We hope this is a perfect episode for you to tune into on the first week of vacation or on a sunny walk to the office. And in the studio today, we are proud to present Kaya Cosmetics, Adidas, Skin City and Shimmy Eyewear. So for this summer edition episode, we have talked to experts at these prominent brands. And in this episode, which is a bit longer than usual, you will hear these four micro interviews. So Frida, shall we present the speakers? Yes. First out, we have Charlotte Larsson, head of PR and influence marketing at Skin City. We have Daniel Dujevic, CEO and co-founder at Shimmy Eyewear. We have Dilnas Jemichi, Influencer Marketing Manager at Kaya Cosmetics. And finally, we have Redvan Hussain, Brand Communication Manager at Adidas. Awesome! And the questions we will ask today are... What three things would you say are the key factors for successful marketing today to really stand out from the crowd? Yes, and we will also ask all of them what they would say are their biggest challenge when it comes to influence marketing and also marketing in general right now. And finally, we will ask what is their best advice to other marketers out there? So sit back and relax, whether you are at the beach, on a vacation. In or a, at the office. At the office somewhere, wherever you are. Enjoy. Hi and welcome, Charlotte Larsson, Head of PR and Influencer Marketing at Skin City. Hi, Sana. Nice to be here. Great to have you here. So yeah, we'll just jump into the first question. So... In your opinion, what three things would you say are the key factors for successful marketing in the beauty and skincare industry? Uh, well, uh, to, as you say, uh, the competition in our industry is really high uh, and it's a challenge to stand out from the crowd and not only reach, but also to keep your customer. And to achieve that, I think it's important to to be honest to your target audience. Um, and this is key for us at Skin City when talking to our customers, whether it be through our own channels or through influencers' channels. And we always aim to work with influencers that really, truly like us and that understand our concept and want to work with us. Uh, and I think that that mirrors the, in the content they produce, which becomes more authentic and trustworthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure, uh, I agree. I know, I know that important. you agree with that because uh, I, I've listened <laughs> to a lot of your podcasts. So, um, That's yeah. great. <clears throat> and another thing, I think it's important to always put your customer first. Um, and this is, has been Skin City's trademark since the start and is still true for every part of our business uh, from our customer service 
to our marketing, our tech, our logistics, uh, we always ask ourselves what's in it for the customer and how can we become more, even more relevant and add even more value to our customers. So always put your customer first is uh, really important, I think. The third uh, thing, I think it's important to not underestimate your audience. Uh, they are much smarter and more well-informed that you, than you might think, and you have to talk to them at the level they deserve. Uh, at Skin City, our skin therapists are our voices, and they get constant education uh, to really be ahead when it comes to knowledge within skincare. And if they don't know the answer to a question they get from a customer on Instagram or email or chat, they don't settle until they have it. So really do your utmost to, to meet your, your audience. That's super important and something that makes you stand out from the crowd, definitely. Yeah, I think so too, yeah. So when it comes to influencer marketing specifically, what would you say is the biggest challenge right now or in general? Uh, for us in the beauty industry, um, it's, uh, it's really crowded. I, I mean, everybody wants to do influencer marketing right now. So to find an influencer that can add value to your brand specifically, you'll have to be creative and search outside the traditional beauty profiles. It requires definitely some work and a bit of courage uh, to dare testing new profiles. But in the long run, I think it will be worth it. Yeah, that's definitely a challenge. And as you say, look beyond the maybe most obvious ones, the ones that really have built a brand around beauty. There are so many more. Women yeah, exactly. And, and, and beauty is like, um, it, it tags along with fashion and uh, decoration. And so you can, you can definitely find profiles uh, outside the most obvious ones. For sure. And finally, for all other marketers out there who want to become a little smarter during the summer, what is your best advice? Perhaps something you wish you knew right from the start. Uh, I would say to really do your job in getting to know your target audience. Uh, because if you don't know their behaviors and needs, um, you might just market your products to yourself. And if you are not the target group, uh, then it's a waste of both time and money. So that is really thing important, I think. And really remember that your target audience are real persons, not only sales numbers and clicks. So that's yeah. my, my advice. <laughs> That's super important. Do you have any good recommendations on how to do that? How to get to know your audience better? Uh, for me, it's kind of not easy, I would say. But since beauty is my biggest interest, I spend like all, all my time, both work time and free time, uh, just browsing around and, uh, you know, getting to know uh, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's the way you do it. Like you, you read comments, you follow uh, what our other do other people do and you just um, you have to you have to experience the the industry I think yeah and of course it's easier when you're passionate about yeah, about and, the industry and the topic and also of course uh, to uh, add data because uh, then you have it like on black and white this is just like the more uh, feelings around it but if when you add data to it then you have the, the full full circle I agree data is Many times, yeah. big key. <laughs> Thank you so much, Charlotte, for joining our summer special episode. It was great having you here and hearing your thoughts. Thank you. It was really fun to participate.
Hi and welcome, Daniel, CEO and co-founder at Shimmy Eyewear. There's a crowded scene in the online and social media sphere today, and it's only getting tougher to stand out from the crowd and reach consumers. What three things would you say are the key factors for successful marketing in the fashion industry today? Hi, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Um, I would say I think it's a great question. And uh, looking from our own perspective, obviously, I would say that expressive and storytelling content that induces emotions um, is really important. We always want our or our internal communication is that we want to create content that uh, makes our customers expect the unexpected. So it's it's really important for us to to um, yeah create content that is really storytelling from from inside out from the brand perspective and that really creates emotions. So so that would definitely be the first one. Um, the second one I'd say is reaching new audiences. Our brand is still so small, so it's really important for us to to widen the awareness and the the brand building across the globe. Uh, and the third one would maybe be to explore new channels. Um, I think, I mean, the the general go to strategy is pretty much based on having a strong appearance in social media with Instagram in forefront and then doing some Facebook advertising, sending out some emails. I think it's so important to, to break barriers and, you know, try new formats like out of home or I don't know, TikTok is growing obviously. And there's, there's a, a bunch of, new platforms that are really interesting to explore. And I think that many brands are getting so comfortable within the standard, so to say, media mix. Yeah, that's really good. It's moving super fast in the social media sphere today. So moving on to the second question, as a fashion brand with lots of experience within the channel, what would you say is the biggest challenge when it comes to influence marketing? Uh, I would say that as of now, the biggest challenge with influencer marketing is to generate profitability uh, because the segment and the entire industry is getting so expensive. It's growing so fast and all stakeholder wants to get their chunk. <laughs> so, so the entire industry is getting so much more expensive. And I think finding profitability as we did three, four, or maybe five years ago is uh, is tricky. Uh, especially, I mean, as a brand, we're trying to avoid discount codes to a wider extent. So combining those two makes it almost impossible. So I think influencer marketing is a great tool and we will definitely keep working with it, but we're trying to or we are removing discount codes from the influencer marketing communication. So what we're trying to, to do with our influencers or with our ambassador is to, to find profiles that, that are on brand that can help us communicate the message that we stand for, but they can also create the energetic content that we mentioned earlier and also help us reach new audiences. So if we can, if we can tick those three boxes, um, then we have a strong potential to to, uh, 
to produce a nice campaign. So, but profitability is getting trickier, and especially if you're moving away from promo codes as we are. Yeah, that's good concrete examples. So wrapping up, we have a question for all the CEOs and marketers out there. What is your best advice to other CEOs, business owners and marketers? Um, something you wish you knew about earlier in your career? I have so much to say on this question, uh, but I'll keep it pretty short because I mean... I've been doing so many mistakes. I guess everyone has. We always start from scratch and then you learn as you go. And then hopefully it turns out good in the end. But I mean, I basically what you want to do is to decrease the number of mistakes that you're doing. And in order to do so, you need to hire experts within different business segments. So I would say that, uh, yeah, you should dare to really find professionals within yeah, different business segments in order to to uh, yeah decrease the number of mistakes that you make along the road. You will make mistakes, that's for sure. Everyone does, but you need to learn from them, and you you want them to be as few as possible. So yeah, hire an expert. <laughs> Great tips, Daniel. Thank you for visiting the podcast today and sharing your insights and knowledge of influencer marketing. Thank you so much, Rida. Hi and welcome Dilnas, Influencer Marketing Manager at Kaya Cosmetics. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. One major challenge for beauty brands today is how to reach consumers and stand out from the crowd. What three things would you say are the key factors for successful influencer marketing within the beauty industry today? When it comes to marketing in the beauty industry, first of all, we need to understand that a potential customer will need a lot of information before they go through with their purchase. We all look different. We have different skin types and undertones. So if I'm buying cosmetics, of course, I want to know how will this product look on me? So the first key factor is content marketing. Uh, you need to provide your customers with content that show how the products work and give them all the tools that they need to make a purchase. And it can be a YouTube tutorial or just showing the products on a diverse group of models and influencers. And this way you provide something of value before purchase. So the customers feels more connected to the brand and products before they even receive their order. So that is super important for us at Kaya. And the second part is hand in hand with that, which is build trust. And this is where influencer marketing and social media marketing comes in. Part of our strategy is to handpick a diverse, bold and authentic group of beauty influencers to work with and involve them in the campaigns as much as possible. So the end result is always super trustworthy content that their followers get inspired by. Uh, the last key factor for us is a clear and consistent message throughout all channels that shows that we who we are and what we stand for and that we are here to make a change. There are so many beauty brands out there, so we need to give the customers something more than just high quality beauty products. Instead, we also offer a world of beauty with empowering messages, inspiring content and a really strong community. Yeah, and you're doing a great job. I can see that on all your social channels. Thank you. <laughs> and when it comes to influencer marketing, what would you say is the biggest challenge today? I would say that the biggest challenge is that our field is constantly changing. I think this is something that most influencer marketers struggle with. Uh, you need to always be on your feet and actively keep yourself updated. 
And due to this constant change, it's difficult to set detailed long-term strategies. So your influencer marketing strategy in itself needs to have room for change. And also influencer marketing means that always dealing with external parties outside of your own company, like agencies and the influencers themselves. So when their schedules change, which, which can happen sometimes, you need to be prepared to rearrange. And if you already have planned a campaign and everything is set, uh, you need a new solution quickly. So you always need to have a plan B and a plan C as well. Yeah, you need to be flexible in this business. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. So moving on to my last question, spill the tea. What is your best <laughs> career advice? It could be something you wish you knew about earlier in your career. I haven't had such a long career, actually. I just graduated uh, just a couple of years ago. But what I've learned so far and my best advice is that well-thought-out long-term influencer marketing campaigns is key. Uh, single exits are often forgotten. So make sure you set up your campaigns during a longer time period so you have enough time to build trust from brand to influencers to customers. So consistency is really key here. Um, on a personal level, I'd say have fun with marketing, try new things, and always, always hear out your employees because they often have the most unique ideas that you can um, that you can use and benefit from. Yeah, I agree with both the always-on approach that is super important uh, and also have fun that is uh, so important in marketing today. Yes, I agree. Thank you for visiting the podcast today. Thank you for having me. And now we say hi and welcome to Redvan Hossein, Brand Communication Manager at Adidas. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. So Adidas is a very established actor in the sports segment and the lifestyle segments, and you have a long history at the company as well. So today, as more and more new sports brands enter the digital scene, what three things would you say are the key factors for successful marketing in your industry to really stand out from the crowd? I think uh, the three examples uh, I have, uh, they're not exclusive to the sport industry, but we at Adidas do uh, use them as part of our approach. Uh, in order to stand out as much as possible uh, compared to our competitors. Uh, I think the first one is to focus on your big bets. So uh, when it comes to uh, creative execution, so everything from, I mean, video ads to imagery, uh, we as marketeers, we love to test and learn, which is uh, great. Uh, but we're uh, afraid to fail so much that we de-risk the process by focusing on smaller bets so we invest our time and resources and budget into several different creatives uh, and spread them out during a specific year or, or a specific quarter. And we hope that one of these bets would then pay off uh, in the long run. Um, but actually, that approach might not be the best way possible uh, and the right way to do it. Uh, there, is a, uh, there is a book called Blockbusters, uh, written by, uh, I hope I pronounced her name right, uh, her name is Anita Elbers. She's a professor from Harvard. Uh, she argues that, uh, she argues in her book uh, that in order to stand out in a market that is highly competitive, like the sports uh, market, 
the sports category, uh, breaking through this vast media clutter uh, requires enormous bets on what she called blockbuster strategies. So focusing on fewer but bigger bets. So focusing your majority of your budget and your time and resources on bigger and bolder creative executions. Uh, because according to her research, uh, it's actually a safer uh, bet to go for the big ones than for uh, the smaller ones. So uh, at Adidas, we, we use the same uh, approach. We have these big, bolder campaigns throughout the year that where we focus most of our investment uh, in order to uh, stand out and as uh, much as possible. So dare to focus uh, on your uh, big bets. Um, the second one uh, I have is to be distinctive. So uh, we as marketeers need to do a much better job of uh, applying our own brand's distinctive assets. So a distinctive asset is, for example, a the brand's name or its logo. Uh, a good brand has two distinctive assets. Uh, a great brand has several distinctive assets. So uh, I'll take an example, which maybe is not a sports brand, but I think Coca-Cola is one of the best brands in the world when it comes to distinctive uh, assets. Um, uh, they have, for example, uh, the color uh, red. Uh, a lot of people apply the red to uh, Coca-Cola. You have uh, the bottle, the Coke bottle, uh, which is probably the most distinctive asset created in history. Um, you also have, during holiday season, uh, you have Santa Claus. Uh, a lot of people attribute Santa Claus to Coca-Cola. So, uh, and yeah, I think the most one of the most iconic is the sound when you pour a Coke into a glass. Uh, so these are distinct, different distinctive assets that they apply in in their communication uh, at all times. So if you're a marketeer and you're not applying your distinctive asset into communication, um, the risk is that the consumers will not attribute your advertisement to you. And um, in a worst case, they will, uh, they will apply it to your competitors. So you can have the greatest ad created in your mind, but if the consumer doesn't attribute it to you, you created zero value. So for us as a sports brand, in order to stand out, we measure and evaluate our distinctive assets. We identify them and we apply them in every creative execution. So uh, my second, um, I would say, tip would be to codify everything in your communication in order to stand out and make it as easy as possible for the consumers to recognize you. Yeah. Uh, I think the third and last one is to be clear on your brand positioning. Uh, so brand positioning is the way that you differentiate yourself from your competitors and how consumers identify and connect with your brand. Uh, so for us, for example, in the sports category, uh, Adidas, our brand positioning statement, it's that we create the best sports footwear and apparel for the athlete or the consumer. Uh, now, that's not a unique brand positioning statement. We have competitors who has similar uh, positioning statements, but it is our job as marketeers to make sure that uh, or one, one good thing is to remember that you can't really own a word or an association. So, uh, and that's fine. Your job as a marketeer is to make sure that you amplify your words and your association, part of your positioning statement. 
better than your competitor does. So uh, when that consumer is in market to buy a product from the sports category, they will attribute those associations to you more than they do to your competitors. So in your communication, brand positioning is a is a powerful way to create unique messages that is more applied to your brand if you execute it in the proper way. So be clear on your brand uh, positioning. That would be my three, um, three tips in order to stand out. Awesome. So dare to go for the big bets, be distinctive in your brand elements and have a clear brand positioning. And you also gave the readers the summer reading tips. So that's awesome yep. for the for the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into influencer marketing, what would you say is the biggest challenge when it comes to this specific field? Uh, I think I think the biggest challenge, uh, and obviously, I, I don't think this is any surprise to you. Uh, I still think uh, it's hard to measure the bottom line long term return on investment on influencer marketing. Um, thinking about how much money uh, is invested year by year uh, into influencer marketing, I mean, it's increasing uh, year by year. Uh, I'm still a bit surprised that there isn't a clear measurement framework connected to business performance. I think it's easier to measure on a short-term basis. I think it's harder to determine the long-term value. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not valuable. I mean, we use it, obviously. We have athletes. We have uh, creators that we work with on a daily basis. We know it's a powerful tool. Uh, it's just hard to measure the long-term value that it delivers to the brand uh, in comparison with the investment that we're doing. Um, I mean, there are different metrics we can use. I mean, a lot of brands still use metrics that are not connected that much to business performance, you know, engagement rates, uh, video views, um, potential reach. Uh, then you have these more diff fluffy metrics, like we use uh, different tools where they measure the advertising equivalent value. Uh, these are really like rough estimation. It doesn't really give a clear view of the value it brings. Uh, and on the other hand, you can be a brand that uses discount codes or measure more CTR values. Like those are more closely connected to performance. But if you're a brand that uses influencer marketing to build your long-term brand awareness, um, it's a bit harder. I think this is the biggest challenge. Uh, and I know uh, there are some ways brands are using to measure this, the long-term value. Uh, I mean, you can have brand lift studies. Uh, you can test to lift out influencer marketing from your media mix to see what the effect is and then put it in again to see uh, what uh, what's the value. I think the closest thing to actually getting a correct estimation is a lot of brands or some of brands, some brands are using uh, media mix modeling, so more econometric modeling to understand uh, uh, influencer marketing in the overall media mix on a short-term and long-term basis. I think this is interesting to look into and to see the, act uh, the actual value it brings. But um, yeah, I, I think it's still inf uh, yeah. measurement is still the big uh, challenge, uh, at least for me and the brand. Yeah. You're definitely not alone. We did a recent brand survey, and this is definitely the top challenge among marketers, how to measure yeah. 
the effect. And as you say, it's easier for the short term when it's like sales codes, when it's direct sales, when the goal is to have conversions or drive sales. Yeah. But the challenge comes when you when you want to measure for the long term. And that's where influence marketing, that's how you need to work with the channel to create results in, in a long term approach. And that's something that we at Cure Media focus a lot on to help our clients yeah. measure this. Now when summer is just around the corner and we'll have some time to reflect, with all your years of experience in the industry, what is your best advice to other marketers out there? Something you wish you knew about maybe earlier in your career? Uh, something I really wished uh, I knew was that to be more uh, market-oriented. Um, so probably the best advice uh, I received or even read was that and it might sound a bit aggressive, but I think the mindset is correct, is that as a marketeer, you should always have the mindset that you don't know anything. Um, if you have that mindset, um, you will do the work of conducting proper research into your category to understand your consumers, uh, to understand their, uh, their challenges, their needs, uh, to understand the brand that you work for, the challenges that your own brand has. Uh, if you don't have that mindset, you, you might have too much ego. Uh, you might think you know too much, and that might hurt your overall uh, execution um, for the brand that you're working for. So uh, something I really wish I knew from the beginning is to not to be more market-oriented and not be too focused on tactics. So don't be overly focused on channels, on Instagram, Facebook, TV, influencer marketing. I mean, they are important, but they are not, they're not the biggest part. The biggest part is to first and foremost diagnose the brand, get a clear view of the challenge you're facing with the brand, get a better overview of your uh, consumers, uh, and uh, then set up a proper guiding policy in order to know which market you're targeting, which market segment you're targeting, your brand positioning, which distinctive asset you should use. And then you go into the tactical phase, uh, which the tactical phase is just informed by your the challenge that you need to overcome and the steps uh, that you need to take in order to communicate uh, to co communicate to your consumers uh, to your tactical uh, execution. So that's something I wish I knew uh, when I started. I think I would have made better uh, decisions uh, in my career if I did that. <laughs> yeah, we all learn along the way, but that's great recommendations. Have a holistic picture and always be curious. Yeah. Thank you so much, Red One, for sharing these things with us and for joining this summer special episode thank you for having me thank you all for listening to this summer edition episode if you can't get enough we have a whole season behind us to tune into we'll be back after the summer with season two and lots of fresh new episodes and guests and if you know anyone any marketeers any cool brands that you think should be on the show, or maybe you yourself who are listening should be in here to share insights and learnings. Reach out to us. We'll be happy to get in touch. Have a great summer, everyone. Yes, have a great summer.